Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hi, listeners. Hello, hello. I am Miley. I am Mandy. And uh, welcome to Women Get In Podcast. Yeah, get in, bitches. <laughs> We're going places. Always. How are you? What's good and new, Mandy? I'm so good. Yeah, I have trips coming. You just came back from a trip. Yeah, I've, I'm suddenly traveling like a bunch. Good. So, which is super exciting, right? It's summertime. We want out of Phoenix. I'm leaving just in time for it to be 105. Um, we also have to make up for last summer, so. Exactly. <laughs> and I the went, summer before that. I went, Wait. Did I go anywhere last summer? I didn't. Summer oh. before I did. Summer before was COVID summer. Yeah, but I went everywhere. I went home for like 10 days and then Denver. Oh, okay. And I went to Napa Mm. and I went to San Diego, I'm sure. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Um, But yeah, so I just came back from San Diego for a little thing that I I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. I was going to say, is it not public news? It's not. Oh, then never mind. But you did go get those amazing fries. I went back to- Because I saw- Yes. I went back to Kairoa. Yes. Brewing Mm. in San Diego. Mm. Uh, University Heights, and had the mushroom bulgogi fries. Mr. Boyfriend shared them with me, even though he's not super into mushrooms. Oh, well, what did he think afterwards? He was really into them. I mean, he helped me. We demolished the plate. I like, I left, like, at the end, there was a couple of fries, you know, and I'm like, I'm not eating anymore. I'm (laughs) so done. And uh, I, I said, you need to finish those. And he did happily so uh he liked them and i'm slowly making him believe and trust me a little bit more like when i say they're good and when i say i wasn't always the biggest fan of mushrooms either but in this dish Mm. they don't freak me out texturally like texture is a big thing for me sometimes Uh i'm like ooh. (laughs) so my my longest friend amber my best friend um she loves mushrooms and i hated Mm. mushrooms until college and then when i roomed with her she made mushrooms so often (laughs) that i love mushrooms now so i think i'm gonna be a big fan of these fries when i make my way to san diego get there i did not know you were a mushroom hater previously because all of the years i've known you Miley's like when i mean in covid when we were together all the time and like you were rooming at my house one I love two mushrooms days now. Miley was like mushrooms, mushrooms, mushrooms. mushrooms. I love mushrooms, Ooh, mushrooms. Put some mushrooms on it. Yes. She's like, throw some. What's that? What's that? Like, there's a hip hop song. It's like throw some D's on that, and they made a funny little McDonald's. Throw some cheese on that. Oh. But Miley's like, throw some mushrooms. mushrooms on it. Like, yes, they make everything better. Did I tell you I made mushroom bacon recently? No. Holy smokes! What? So you know this marinade that I will uh-huh. use to make coconut chips into uh-huh. like flaky coconut bacon like uh-huh. bacon flavored coconut a similar mix that i sliced up mushrooms pan fried and then you actually you soak them you marinate them a little bit in the liquid and you throw it all in a fry pan and saute them up till the liquid starts oh, to cook off what? amazing oh mr boyfriend and i made a vegan uh pasta mac and cheese type of dish and i was really glad that i made the mushroom bacon because the recipe was a little on the bland side mm. as far as the cheese flavor goes that was in it so adding those salty, scrumptious mushrooms really made the dish. Oh my goodness! So much better. Can I'll you send make that it for my birthday. Yeah, and I'll send it to you because it's so easy. Oh, it's like okay. mushrooms plus maybe four or five things make up the okay. marinade. And okay. Just throw them I'll in a fry it. pan, and you can put them on top of anything. I mean, they'd be great on burgers, 
bigger than any pasta dish. Anything you might want to throw bacon on. I was like, dude, I could take these leftovers and sprinkle them on a pizza. Mm, okay, okay. I'm so excited. So good. But anyways, we went to San Diego. We had Kairoa Brewing. Went his first time at a farmer's market in San Diego. We went to Little Italy because he hasn't been in San Diego since he was in the military. Oh, okay. So I'm so happy he got to go And back even then and he enjoy. was out. Yeah, he was like Marietta, yeah. you know, uh, out by Temecula. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. not really San Diego proper, really, although yeah. he's visited the gas lamp and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so we got to experience Little Italy, the farmer's market, which is a huge Saturday farmer's market. I mean, it's like five or six city blocks. Whoa. And he goes, this thing's still going? (laughs) This is really big. I'm like, it is a really big farmer's market. Um, And they have tons of vegan-friendly vendors. And we just got to try so much stuff. And we bought a fair amount of stuff. But So we decided to buy our dinner fixings at the market and stopped and bought one or two little things on the way home and cooked dinner Saturday night at my friend's house. That makes me so happy. I'm glad that you had such a great time and that he had... A, a good time where he got to enjoy San Diego. Yes, and he got to meet the friends out there. Yay. So it was a lot of fun. It was a rainy, drizzly first night, but the rest of the weekend was like there was a break in the clouds. We got a little sunshine, really cool temps, like barely hit 70. Oh, okay. And here it was, you know, 95 or something. <laughs> so wow, yeah, yeah. We had yeah. a nice little break from the heat. So I'm going to Michigan soon and I will be there. Not quite yet, but I'll be there in a few days and I'll be enjoying, I don't even know what the temp is, but we're going to the Upper Peninsula and to the far stretches of the Upper Peninsula. Oh, right. This is a trip that I can't go with you. Yeah. I'm so super bummed. Yeah. I'm going way, way, way up north in the Upper Peninsula, like Lake Superior. Yeah. If anybody knows where Marquette is, we're a little bit past Wow. And I think it's going to be 55, 60. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. this is for my aunt who passed in January, but the yeah. ground has been frozen and they don't do. They can't. Yeah, oh, they can't dig. And seriously, do. I never thought about that. Yeah, so I think I'm going to be on the reservation, which would be the first time I've ever been on my tribe's reservation. I don't think I've ever been to the land. What tribe? The Kiwanabe Chippewa. Chippewa. Kiwanabe Chippewa. Kiwana. Kiwana. Uh, yeah, bay. Bay. So Kiwana Bay is the Kinoa Bay. that tribe. It's Chippewa or it's Ojibwe. It's they're interchangeable terms. Okay, um, but yeah, I'll be. I'm pretty sure we'll be there. So I haven't seen that side. Of, I've been to the UP once. I mean, a couple of times, but I haven't been since I was 18, and I haven't visited any family there since I was little, oh. little, little before my great grandmother oh. died. I was probably wow. seven or eight. Okay. So I'm excited to um, yeah, see it all again. It's be really great. Yeah. Fascinating. We're only a couple of days there, and then we're a couple of days in Traverse City. So I'll update everybody on how fun that is and what we're up to once I get through it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you I are just back. I just came back from Fiji. From the adventure you didn't take me on. I'm so sorry. Maybe next year? I'm salty. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yes, please. Take me. Um, it was amazing. I'll Fiji. do anything they want me to. <laughs> Fiji is known for having the friendliest people on earth, and I totally believe that. I told that. you. They were, yeah, they were so, holy shit. They were the kindest, most gentle. Like, the moment I stepped into that country, yeah. they were all, Ula, welcome, welcome. And they actually like knew my name and paid attention to me and remembered me. And, uh, you know, one of the nicest things they did was, it's so funny because I contrast that with, uh, with, with here in the United States, my flight got, uh, we got into the plane. It was a small, uh, 
10-person plane from Nadi, which is the main island, to Suva. And then I was going to go from Suva to Taviuni. But I got into the plane in Nadi to go to Suva. And we sit down and then suddenly... They said that we had to deboard because there was something wrong with the plane. Oh. The pilot in me was like, please tell me what's going on. Like, I want to learn, like, how do we shoot troubleshoot and everything. But they like, wouldn't I've let me. flown yeah. planes before. <laughs> no, they just deboarded and made me go sit in the terminal. But they had to reschedule me on another flight that was going to be like four hours later. And because it was their fault, they gave me a $20 food voucher. I oh. mean, I was just like, I'm so Wait, used to. Where's the food voucher for? Oh, like the food court in the airport. Oh, but like wow. because I was going to be waiting around for four hours, they wanted to make sure that I had food. That's. I think they're obligated to do that. Oh, they are because I've yeah. never had anything like that here in the states. Have Nobody's you, ever given me a food voucher when uh, um a a plane was delayed or canceled and rescheduled. You may need to look into the the FAA regulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a if they're if you're only delayed like an hour or two. Oh. Um, but like if you're at the airport and they're going to get you out, but you're delayed a certain minimum, like a minimum number of hours. But oh. I mean, in Fiji, it could be different. Maybe they I just automatically hand things kind. out. But I I told you those people are I so know. damn nice. I was like nicest people I've ever met anywhere I've ever gone. And and. People at the resort just that we so stayed at and chill and yeah. quiet. They're, they're just so like every morning, Bula, Miley, they would leave me messages in my room after they clean my room. Even though I told them they don't need to clean my room every day, <laughs> they clean my room every day. And um, they like, remember. I'm not that messy. It's fine. And Stay out of my stuff. <laughs> then I, I was like, they were always checking in on me. I, I, I started drinking coffee while I was there. <laughs> so they remembered how I like my coffee. Uh, they were just so kind. That is and hilarious. Holy crap. Okay. This Wait, is why how- did you drink coffee? Because it was a jet lag really, really bad. No, I, it was either like, I, I wanted to be careful cause I have GI issues. Oh, so it yeah. was either water or like something else in like coffee. I was like, okay, coffee's going to help regulate my system. Hopefully it did not, but Except that's another you're story. you're not for a coffee drinker. <laughs> so your body doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> um, but I, I drink half coffee, half almond milk and a lot of sugar. <laughs> See, okay. All but right. anyways, so this is the nicest thing the Fiji people did for me. So I became scuba certified last year. And so on this trip, I decided to go on a scuba dive. And I had bought um, a GoPro and a little mounting rig for my GoPro so I could take pictures underwater. And my my little uh, rig, my mounting rig or whatnot, is bright yellow. And so I went and I scuba dived. And when you get up to the surface, you like undress everything, like not like your clothes, but like you undress your BCD, which mm-hmm. is your vest and then your regulator and your tank Here. and everything off of you so that, and your fins so that you can actually get back onto the boat. Otherwise with everything on you, you can't get back on the boat. So I'm, I'm taking everything off of me and I'm trying to hand everything to the people on the boat and I drop my camera and I'm like, and it's just sinking oh into the sinks, ocean and it sinks and it sinks and the, and my, 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 my buddy, He tried to go after it, but he just could not because he didn't have his stuff on him. So he couldn't go very deep either. Yeah. And so I'm like, was it dark? It was, it wasn't like, it was a twilight dive. So by the time we got back, it was seven thirty, eight o'clock. And so I was like, oh my gosh, how stupid am I? Like, why did I, oh my gosh, like that should have been the very first thing I handed to right. the people instead of trying to take off my vest and my while tank you were and everything yeah, while I was holding the camera. <laughs> oh, no. So I like dropped it. And so I'm like, oh, and I'm like, it's my fault. And so like, I went back to the you know, room and I'm like, oh, I, I'm so stupid. The next morning. 
six of the divey the diver instructors went back and they did a search pattern they found my camera at 91 feet what holy shit like isn't that like i've I, I thought they would just leave it. You're like, it's part of the state. ocean now. Yeah, it's now part of the ocean. It's part of the heart of the ocean. I've littered the ocean. Yeah, but they went and they dived for it at 91 feet. That's pretty far. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. it was insane. It was really cool, very kind, generous, so nice of them to do that for me. That's incredible. Yeah. I, and, I, uh, I, the people are just phenomenal. It is. Uh, we were able to... You scuba, or I'm sorry, you scuba at night and didn't you snorkel? I snorkeled in the mornings. Cool. And um, it was, uh, you know, it was overcast uh, many of the days. It rained a lot at nighttime, but I still got some decent um, fun stuff in, in the mornings and then at nighttime. And, so you had flashlight um, to help? Yeah, see. I had flashlights and stuff. Because if it's overcast, it's pretty dark underwater. It is. Uh, but it was still pretty cool and neat and just fun to, like, I felt like I was a mermaid. Your Instagram story said you were chasing Nemo fish yeah, all morning or something. Chasing Nemo frogs i i started chasing moorish fish the okay. black and white oh, yeah, striped yeah. ones and uh and and then there was like bright blue fish that i was chasing and bright yellow fish that i was chasing and um it was a lot of fun and then then uh because of the rain there was a lot of crabs so i was chasing crabs too but they were so tiny when i tried to videotape them they, they didn't come out you so can't see anything. i was like i wanted to videotape crabs because i'm like that's me and mandy uh but yeah so uh, and then during the day, we worked really, really hard. So yeah. this, we totally like work hard, play harder kind of thing. Did so you basically provide dentistry to the whole island? Pretty much. In a week? Pretty much. We provided dental care to 300 people, wow. uh, extractions and fillings. We provided full sets of dentures for what? over like 40 people. I mean, what? it usually takes about six weeks to make dentures here in the States. Our prosthodontists that were there, they worked day and night and made dentures for people and then were um, they just like hanging out at night with everybody milling, milling dentures yep. and like <laughs> cracking on things and filling like pouring up mixing it was uh yeah uh, we had a big wow. stove and a big human the biggest propane tank i've ever seen it was taller than me wow. uh so and it was just like to fuel the oven so that we could cook all of the materials we needed to make and bake the the dentures but that was wow. really cool and that was just dental medical oh, they had medical with you yeah too? they actually went out into uh, six different villages around the island, and we were able to provide um, exams to 500 people, and we provided pap smears to 100 people, 100 oh. females, um, and they don't have access to that kind of medication, like Unless medical. they can get off the island. Exactly. And and then that we also teamed up with this program called Days for Girls, and Days for Girls is a nonprofit organization of females who hand sew these washable underwear with padding in it so that we can give them to females for their periods. Ventures because yeah. they don't have access to a lot of feminine products. And so we were able to hand out yeah. um, a couple hundred pairs of underwears for That's females. And then um, over the I last mean, that couple that goes years, back yeah. to our Go With The Flow exactly. episode with Demetra and yeah. like how how many girls maybe don't get to go to school because they don't have supplies. That's super cool yeah. to see that happening in Fiji. And then we also uh, collected about 300 bras over the last we, the foundation, sure. um, had collected like 300 bras over the last couple years because they didn't go the last couple years because of COVID. Mm. And so um, they like women were able to try on bras and some of them don't have bras. And so it was so nice to kind of see them get a little bit of support from, you know, like physical support from yeah. some undergarments that they don't have access to. 
And uh, they're living yeah. the free the nipple dream, yeah. and uh, they are. <laughs> and uh, and then we also were able to help some of the 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 male there's to males there too because there were physicians there that were able to do like prostate exams, and we also had like a they they had a portable ultrasound unit, so they were able to do some exams for um, men and women, but mostly men who had hernias. Oh. So they were able to kind of do a lot of evaluations and make the proper referrals or try to connect them to resources. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we had. I, it was it was great. How was, many of you went? Um, there was probably shucks. I don't even know how many. I feel like people, you had but, at least half a dozen um, on your dental team. Yeah, on my dental team there were uh, there was uh, one, two, three, four, four dentists, and then uh, a fifth person who was a Fijian dentist, but. Fijian Dent, he's the only one on the island, but his training is limited. So he doesn't really do much, so like he doesn't offer a lot of services. But when we were there, he joined us to help since we brought all the supplies. Because one mm. of his limitations is he just doesn't have supplies and materials and equipment to do dentistry right. on, on the island. So he worked with us. Yeah. And then we had uh, three prosthodontists. So there was eight eight to nine of us on the dental team. And then we had a couple assistants that volunteer, like general volunteers as well as dental assistants that uh, came to help support us. And then on the medical team, there must have been at least 15 uh, physicians and general volunteers that helped them to like to, for intake, paperwork, set up, tear down, uh, things like that. So that's so yeah. cool. Where were you doing the dentistry? Um, I was doing it in under a hut. Uh, um, I saw the open. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so if you haven't been to an island before, like a yeah, tropical island, middle of the ocean <laughs> kind of joint, um, you don't know that there are rarely windows and doors on yeah. buildings. So cats wander through yep. and frogs and critters and whatever yeah. wants to walk through yeah. just passes through. Like you're in their hood. Yeah. And, you know, when hurricanes blow through places like that, they just kind of roll down some straw mm -hmm. type of like mm -hmm. some little bamboo shade kind of thing to keep most some of the water out but yeah, doesn't make it. any sense to put windows in a lot of places like that makes sense yeah, yeah. so it was so like it, for me it's a new experience Miley's like I am doing dentistry outside and, and I don't know if you notice in some of my stories like it was so humid that I wore sandals instead of tennis shoes to do dentistry because one it was so wet no I, didn't wanna, I didn't want to I didn't want there's no OSHA. Yeah. OSHA's not looking. Like, OSHA's not policing me. No. And, uh, and then if I drop anything sharp, well, <laughs> I have sutures. Well, fuck my toe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, goodbye toe. I have 10 of you. So yeah. I did. I have my tennis shot. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was, it was awesome. It was crazy. Awesome. Yeah. How big was the Island you were on? And which, uh, did we already go over which Island? Did I was I on Tuviuni, to Taviuni. I was on Tavioni. Okay. And um, it was it was one of the smaller islands. Someone was saying that they could run the distance or the length of it in an hour or two. It's not very long lengthwise. But um but yeah, so um but it okay. was yeah, I should know more about the island I was on, but I was I did not pay attention. I was just so engulfed I mean, even in just even if you're on a ten minute time. mile, right? Which is a pretty yeah. quick a, like a like an average maybe adult mile if you're into running that's still six miles to yeah. 12 miles diameter yeah. so it's pretty small yeah so I mean it's smaller than Scottsdale oh wow yeah you're right yeah it was it was a blast it was wonderful that's people so were cool. wonderful and um yeah you don't look tan at all yeah, because there was no sun there. <laughs> I even brought a sun hat in case I would lay out, but I didn't even lay out. Like, if, yeah. if I wasn't working, I was in the water, yeah. snorkeling it, or scuba. When I went, it was the beginning of April in, gosh, 2013, and it was getting near the rainy season. Which so island 
did you go to? I was on the main island where we flew into the Suva. Yeah. And we then we stayed at the south part of the island, mm. which was about a two-hour drive. So that island oh, is significantly yeah, yeah. bigger. But I have friends who've been to some other islands. I don't remember which one. A couple of my friends, John and Tony, got married on one of the oh, little islands. Wow. Another friend uh, slash acquaintance, her and her, oh. I think, fiancé had been recently. But yeah, it's a bigger island on the first island. And it was just creeping up to the rainy season. So we did get mix of sunshine and clouds and not a ton of rain. But you kind of don't mind the clouds no. when it's palm trees yeah. and beaches oh, yeah. and it's still so beautiful because the sun still pops out every mm-hmm. now and then I, I had a little bit of cognitive dissonance oh. with this because when you think so I was talking to some people and sharing them about my experience and some of them were like surprised that people of Fiji would need dental and medical because when you think of Fiji there in their mind they were thinking that Fiji is this like beautiful tropical rich island with you know all of this access to healthcare because people like they like vacation there so some of the people I was talking to here in the states were like don't they have money and access because so many people travel there and pay money to be there and I'm like I guess you can have that if you Perception. don't understand how many little islands yeah. there are that make up Fiji. There's 322 islands. Oh, that's bananas. I mean, and only the bigger yeah. ones are more metropolis. Exactly. Like, and, and if you even, to call it a metropolis is even a bit of a stretch yeah. when I was there. I mean, it's still very, very jungle. It it's is very. tropical. And 59% of the population still live in rural areas. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot, like, you know, somebody was like, would you consider that like a third world country? And I was like, yeah, because yeah. Uh, even the people, I mean, like the road they turned off paved. electricity during certain times of the day on our, like, on, like we called it a resort, right? But it was just the where we were staying. And like, there were times of the day where they had to turn off the electricity. We were running on generators. generators. And, stuff, yeah. and, and so like, and the moment we checked out, like I, we checked out at 11 a.m., but I had to stay on there and because my ride wasn't there until 2 p.m. From 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., they turned off all the electricity because we were no longer customers. They were, you know what I mean? Like, it's still, like, yeah, yeah they're still. They're like, we're not leaving the lights on if no one's here. Right. No one's home. And they were like, you're not a guest anymore. So, like, you're out of your room. Go hang out by the water. I'm like, I'm cool with that. But, you know, it's just. Yeah. They're like, we're going to clean this and we're going to send the staff home. Yep. No, seriously. <laughs> and people, like, wore, like. A lot of them didn't have shoes. Like mm. a lot of the kids that came I, to see me at at the the hut, they didn't. They weren't wearing shoes. And it's so, it's definitely a third world country. It was so minimalist. I mean, you go there and it's people aren't. Um, it's the population. Did you was the population on your little island? It was heavily uh, Indian when I yeah. was there. East Is Indian. It, uh, East Indian and the, yeah, it was mm-hmm. black and Indian. Yep. I think I was just was gonna say that basically yeah. what I saw and the Indian people were brought there as slaves. Oh, I didn't know that. that? Yeah. No. So the Indian people were brought there as slaves back in wow. the day. And they're cannibals in Fiji historically. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. So I was listen, looking at some of the, the historical portraits mm-hmm. and I saw a portrait of like this man who had over his lifetime eaten Brains. 922 humans and he had kept one of their teeth, like a teeth for every human he had eaten. And I was like, dude, yeah. seriously? If your tribes would battle the victorious tribal leader the leader of the victorious tribe would eat the brain piece of the brain from the other the leader of that tribe with the uh thinking that eating their brain they would absorb some of their knowledge and i was like and when i was being told this in pg i thought that guy lost (laughs) why do you want to eat his dumb brain (laughs) but at some point they got to be the leader so i guess they saw some but had some kind of yeah did you get to try any kava 
I did. We did a kava ceremony. Oh, good, good, good. And um, it's really cool. Did to be you a ever of... try it? We did a kava ceremony oh, too. Okay. Yeah. I don't particularly enjoy kava. It's oh, bummer! Because I, would... I brought you back kava. Oh, did you? <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't back then, but it's become wildly popular it's here. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, which I'm like, you can sell really? the kava that I got you. I mean, it'll be fun. Let's do it. Let's, well, I'll make a little reel. So, oh, so we did the kava ceremony, and you know, you're supposed to go clap once and then yell bula. Mm-hmm. And then take it and holy crap. It's kind of like making matcha. Did, There's a whole little yeah, process with yeah. stirring it. And I did six rounds of it and then I had to call quits. Six I was rounds. Like, and they were like, tsunami, Miley, tsunami. And I'm like, no, little, little. Uh, I forgot what the word was for little, but like, they're, <laughs> I was like, little. But they're like, tsunami. Were you feeling it? My mouth was so Tingly. numb. Yeah. But I did not feel the, like the, the, the mental, yeah. side, like the, the things that they were saying. But, um, but some of them like, because they're so sensitive, from what I hear, like Fijians are very sensitive to and the kava. So, like some of them started acting as though like how we act when we're drunk. drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. I know. They said that to us too. They're like, "You have too many of these, and then you're off with your girl. You're making babies and blah blah blah." Like, and I was like, "That's weird. I don't get any of I that. Any I any definitely that. feel the tingly pepperiness." Tingly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Marcy, who I was traveling with, had a bit more than I did, and I was like, "Slow your roll, girl. I don't need to babysit you." But <laughs> again, I think for yeah. her it was pretty similar. It was just like insane tingliness and we never felt the heady yeah me neither that they reported it was I I really appreciate learning about like that the tradition and the ceremony and like how communal it is and everything they do like they're it's very familial yeah and they take care of each other Mm -hmm. the land there is really interesting too if you get to learn about how you buy land like when you buy a piece of land you own it for 99 years and then it goes back oh wow yeah, I was like, cool. I could, no, no, yours seems fair. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had spent more time learning about Fiji. and You were working, will, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad you had so much fun. Yeah, me too. I hope I get to go back. I, I want to do like a fundraiser and try to raise some more funds so we can do more stuff there. Yeah. Because they really need help, and they're such good people. I want to help them. So. I mean, even on a tiny little island like that, mm-hmm. you said you got to help hundreds of people. Yeah. So it's amazing. So wonderful. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Mine, it reminds me a lot of the Alaska we did years ago. Oh, I know. Especially a, flying on the planes. I did not fall asleep on the planes this oh, time. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, plus, again, people would probably say the same thing about Alaska. They're like, it's the United yeah. States. You don't mm-hmm. have services. Why right. do we have to do this? It's like, you don't understand the remote That's true. areas that don't have like, running stuff. water. I mean, we were all like in Alaska, we were staying at the one building, which was the schoolhouse yes. that had running water and electricity. Yeah. And they don't, they don't just have dentists aren't looking to no. set up shop no. out there. Mm-mm. So it's kind of wild. It's uh, yeah. It's cool. Anyways, thank you so much for letting me share about that. I'm and, so um, glad. I'm looking forward to hearing more about what you have in the upcoming weeks. But for today, yes, what we, are we are talking? talking about mentorship, mentorship, we are. I, I, I did listen to that draft, and we that's that's definitely what we're talking about today. Okay, cool. Because like, we're like, wait, what are we talking about today? What day is it? Who am I? Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> are we both in the United States today? This is, this is what happens when we're living exciting lives. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are we? Uh, yeah, this was a fun episode. This was a cool one to get to uh, it's because we also have a coach coming on soon that we talked about so we talked more about the coaching aspect of things but this one on a more sort of almost personal yeah and mentorship is much more personal level and this was uh I don't know it's fun for us to talk about our experiences with being and seeking I was gonna say it's really it was nice to kind of pay homage I guess to being a mentee for all you know and then recognizing what it's like to also be a mentor so yeah keep in mind your mentors have mentors yeah 
I love that. Awesome. Tagline. (laughs) Title. Indeed. Well, enjoy this episode. Today, we are going to talk about mentorship. Mentorship. I think this is really important because past episodes, we've touched a lot about the power or the, the benefit of surrounding yourself with people that are not only good for your mental health, but also people who are going to cheer for you and support you and look for ways to help you succeed in life. Uh, so true. And we've, we've talked a lot about either finding mentors or finding, what's another word for mentor that I'm thinking of? Um, wow. I think of a support system. I think of an advisor. I think of, I saw a role model. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that often, like finding your circle, finding mm-hmm. your people, finding, finding your, your tribe, your tribe, your mm-hmm. crowd, your finding your support system is, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And mentors part of that. I saw this little thing by Jay Shetty recently, and it said, if you look at the people in your circle, so this it's loosely related, but it's about your circle. If you look at the people in your circle and you don't get inspired, then you don't have a circle. You have a cage. Holy shizballs. Wow. Short right? balls. It's keeping you tied down. Um, so, I mean, you want to find a mentor. You want to find someone that you can depend on, look that you can to? ask questions, you can feel safe yeah. to not, you know, not just look up to, but feel safe to go to if you run into challenges, run into issues, get advice about things you don't know. Like ask those questions that you think are stupid, but not aren't really because you don't know, right? <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know and you have to ask questions and There's a lot of different times in life when we are searching for mentors. I know personally, it's like I didn't I guess I didn't seek out a mentor when I was moving to another city, but that could have been something where I looked towards someone who had either made a big move or was already living in the place I wanted to live. Like I've talked a little bit recently about living abroad. And I'm like, I don't know anybody who's lived, like moved from the States to Europe for a length of time. So I'm, I'm kind of looking for someone who can tell me about that experience beyond blogs that I've read. But you can find lots of different mentors for lots of different things. Guidance based on their experiences, advice, answer your questions, just mm-hmm. listen to you, give you feedback. I think I've had more mentors than I would have initially thought. Yeah, I think for me, I I use the term mentor very loosely as well. I mean, I know I have professional mentors that for sure there are like formal mentors. Yeah. So I've I've been in I part I've been part of professional programs where they assign me a mentor and sometimes I I click really well with that assigned mentor and sometimes that mentor is just someone I work with on a specific project or a specific task and then there are some people who organically over time because of shared interests because we've identified that they're a little bit more experienced than I am they become a mentor over time because I organically or naturally like somehow just gravitated to them and started asking them questions started um, leaning on them for advice uh, asking them to teach me certain things or to give me uh, information and feedback about how to be better at something or something you know something specific in my life and so When we talk about mentorship, 
I tend to get into this place where a true mentor is someone that organically becomes someone that you can lean on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but again, there's professional types of mentors where you've been assigned or you have them because of one area of your life. Then you also have like personal mentors that could also be life coaches or, um, you know, sometimes I think think coaches are going around. Coaching is like a paid way to be a mentor for somebody. Oftentimes a mentor is used in a very, not that coaches aren't, but mentors tend to be, uh, informal, informal, organic, uh, uh, it's also endearing as well. Like I'd rather call like my friend, a mentor of mine who gave me advice and share, like gives me uh, information and feedback than my friend. That's a coach that coaches me. Right. Cause usually coaches, yeah. there's some kind of monetary exchange, exchange or transactional, yeah. right. Yeah. With a, with a mentor. So oftentimes what happens is let's say, for example, your football coach becomes a mentor as well, because not only are they coaching you football, but they become a life mentor for you. Sure. And so oftentimes you'll hear eulogies or people refer to their coaches as also a mentor, but maybe some, some folks are just a coach because all they do is coach you on football because that's what the transaction is about. But some coaches become mentors as well because they are not just giving you something that's a service. Yeah. There's a enduring, informal, personal touch to that that experience or that interaction between two or more people. Yes. Good point. I like all of that. That's a good clarification. That's a good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a good division of sort of the differences maybe between coaching and mentoring and how you can tell the difference of which relationship you're in, whether it's a coach or a mentor relationship. And I think a lot of networking when I think of mentorship, I think, Mentors are a great way to build your network. Yeah. Great so, way to get feedback. You know, there are, when we talk about types of mentors, I also think of like some people I might not go to for personal advice for something, but I consider them a mentor because they may be like, there's someone that I trust to go to when I need to be connected with someone else in the community. They give me trusted advice about who I can trust or who I can't trust, or they connect me with people who I can get more information from in a particular area. I like, yeah, I like that a lot. Financial mentors, professional mentors, educational mentors, like where else might we seek out mentorship? I think you can probably look to people as relationship mentors. Yeah. I use the word mentor in such a loose term. Yeah. Um, in many ways, some people are mentors for me they're my friend, mm-hmm. but maybe they're also considered a mentor when it comes to finances because they're really knowledgeable in that area. Yeah. Or, you know, I might have a friend who is really knowledgeable in uh, relationships. And so I might consider her a mentor when it comes to relationships. I might go to her for that specific area of expertise. And Have you ever formally asked someone to mentor you? Yeah. So okay. here's my thing about mentorship. I'm a big believer in mentorship should be a very organic process and that's the only way in my mind that it will flourish and be valuable to both parties Mm -hmm. so later on we'll talk about what it means to be a good mentor and what it means to be a good mentee yeah Uh, but uh, in order for a good mentor mentee relationship there really needs to be a genuine interest in each other but and and oftentimes that happens a lot more organically I've been part of professional organizations where we try to match people up for and, and like match them up in based on personality, based on interest. And we try to match people up, uh, mentor and mentee, and we f- are forcing that mentorship. But 
because of that force, just like everything in life, like you, you don't want to force anything in life. And when we try to force mentors and mentees, it tends to kind of fall apart after you've addressed like a task or the assignment at hand. Uh, and so a lot of my mentors that have truly become mem- mentors, I've never really had to ask them flat out like, hey, Mandy, would you be my mentor? <laughs> it just happened that I had a question. I reached out. I asked for some advice. And then a little bit later, you know, I showed my appreciation. I thanked them for that advice. And later down the road, I came back to them and I said, hey, remember when I asked you about this? Well, what do you think about this? And then a natural conversation happens. And over time, they they start to invest in me because they're seeing that I'm interested and I'm interested in them because their advice has become something uh, that I trust. And that just happens over time naturally and organically is is what my like what yeah. my experience with mentorships have be- have been. I've definitely had people reach out to me in regards to the baking business mm-hmm. a lot and people strangers I don't know like they I just know there are other there's oh there's a new baker in town and they find me and they message me on Instagram or something They're like hey I'd love to pick your brain about some things would you be able to meet for coffee um and just kind of chat with me I can I ask a few questions about how you're navigating some of these things and how you got through this and around this and how you're doing xyz and I'm like sure okay because like I also think in certain aspects like maybe in business specifically it's harder to organically get to know people who run businesses because they're just so busy so if it's not happening for you organically and you identify someone in the space that you are heading in already in more curious about then maybe that's a a good time to formally reach out and go hey do you have some time to sit down with me you don't have to right. necessarily say oh that's what i mean like you yes because you need to right. figure that out right before you can yeah and that's what i mean by like that. i don't literally say the words can you be my mentor <laughs> but i'll reach out and say hey can we jump on a phone call or can we go out for coffee? And that's what I mean by like showing appreciation and being respectful of the mentor's time as well. Yes. And so like make that ask, like don't be afraid to be proactive and ask someone for help. That's the first step. And that's what I mean by organically happen, like take taking place. I don't literally say like, Hey Mandy, will you be my mentor? I, I instead just ask for that advice and I start the conversation and I make that ask and I, you know, you know, take them out for coffee or take them out for lunch or something and, and spend my time wisely with them and show yeah. them that I appreciate them, but also am interested in their knowledge and expertise. Yeah. Cause there might be a time where you have a, a specific outline of things that you're looking for help for. And you're like, Hey, would you mind getting with me? I have questions around X, Y, and Z. And I'm wondering if you could tell me yeah. your thoughts on that. And I like how you said, like, be be intentional about your mentor's time. Yeah, that's one of the things that will, you know, that will. Well, I mean, it's one of the things that makes you a good mentee. Yeah. And it it will reinforce to your mentor that they want to continue to invest in you because you don't want to take them out to lunch and then sit there with nothing to talk about. <laughs> right. You know, like be respectful of their time. They uh, obviously they want to help because they've agreed to meet with you. So yeah. be intentional, come with a list or come with some specific questions so that you can really take advantage of their time, their expertise, their knowledge. Are we diving into how to be a good mentee? Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> We're already naturally and organically going into that direction. 
Yeah. So I think something I wrote down was like, do you want to be mentored? Yeah. <laughs> and are you ready to put in the work? Are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to be open minded? That's yeah. a huge part of being a good mentee. Like you have to know that you you, you have to be ready yeah. and open to having someone mentor you. And that's not just giving you the information that you want. Right. It's it means, yeah, like they're going to probably give you information that you might not be happy or willing to listen to, but you need to be open-minded to listen to it. Yeah. You have to want it. Yes. Do you really, are you ready yeah. for the thing? Are you ready to do the work? Are you ready to set aside your ego? Because yeah. a lot of the mentorship, um, sometimes what happens is like, I will, uh, like, some of my students become my mentees over time and they'll reach out to me and they'll be like, Hey, we were taught this, this, and this, but I'm being told this other thing. And then I have to tell them, you know what? Like, actually this is the correct way to do this based on this research and this evidence and this literature or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm bursting their bubble because they want to go do something. And I'm telling them that, you know, it might not be smart to do it. Yeah. And they have to kind of be like open-minded to kind of say like, well, I trust, I trust Miley. And that's why I went to ask her. And I'm, I appreciate that she was honest and gave me this information. I will take that into account. And then mm -hmm. it's on them to decide what they want to do with it, but they, they can't be, uh, um, you can't really put up walls or dismissive or yeah yeah I guess dismissive because is probably if you word. are that way to your mentor someone that you're asking for help it doesn't mean like it makes them not want to reinvest in you right I agree yeah it's a two-way street it it's is just like we kind of said earlier you have to find a mentor who cares about you and your success but you have to care about your success and be willing to put in the work and open to the feedback and the criticism and the things that are likely to come as a result of that mentorship, making sure you're not wasting their time, your time, because both your times are valuable. Yeah. But if your mentor is in a place that's above you, so to speak, and they've achieved a level of something success that you want, you know they're busy. So don't waste anyone's time. Identify your needs mm -hmm. and clearly communicate that to them. Communication is huge when it comes to mentor and mentee relationships. Uh, you know, be clear, like try to be as clear as possible about what your needs are. And, and Mandy had said like, it's a two way relationship. Sometimes what happens is there's things that you can help that mentor as well. Uh, or like if you come across something that, uh, that you've been talking about, let's say maybe it's a book on five strategies to improve your memory <laughs> and that's something that you've been talking about share that with your mentor look for ways to also contribute to the relationship and, and invest in your mentor as well or like maybe there's a class on a shared interest that you have maybe you guys go take that class together or yeah. go to an event together or go to a museum or something that both of you are interested in I like that you say this because it's important to note that a mentorship relationship or mentor relationship doesn't have to be all business yeah, for it can, sure. Yeah, it should be something where you have a little bit of personal investment in each other as well. And I think that's why it goes back to earlier when Mandy, you had clarified that there's a difference between a coach and a mentor. Oftentimes with a mentor, there's not a financial conflict of interest. Yeah. All of the people that I mentor, I don't get paid to mentor them. I'm choosing to mentor them or and I recognize all of my mentors. They're not paying like I'm not paying them to be my mentor. So I'm always looking for ways to uh, 
like I want to care about my mentee, but if you don't care, why should I care? And same thing with my mentors. If, if I don't show that I care, why would they care about me? Right. And that personal investment is nice to have. It's a nice layer on the mentor relationship and mentor mentee relationship. And that's probably why it goes to your next point about like looking in your circle for people. Yeah. Um, because not only are you building your tribe, building your circle, building your support system, but those same people can serve as mentors for you and you can serve as mentors for other people in your circle as well, because you're going to not always be, above or below someone maybe in one particular area you might be above someone but in another particular area you're below them and so like you can help each other out in different ways based on your level of experience yeah everyone's strengths and weaknesses yeah everyone's accomplished different levels of things in whatever sphere they're in and um looking in your circle i think kind of like you said you're like a lot of your mentor relationships have happened organically because it's within your circle yeah and it and there was always like Uh, looking for things to do together to grow Mm. because just because you're a mentor doesn't mean that you've reached your like never like the the need to not learn anymore your mentor probably has areas that they want to grow and learn as well and that's probably areas that you want to grow and learn too so look for ways to like share experiences where you're learning together yeah I I think it would be a really boring partnership (laughs) if say I'm the mentor and I have nothing to there's I'm not getting anything back out of that person it wouldn't be very exciting for me so it needs to go both ways I think to make every it needs to be symbiotic there has to be something in it more than the accolades or the feeling you get for helping someone which is always nice it feels good to help people but there needs to be a little some balance in there for you that keeps you wanting to come back. And hopefully it's, I mean, even if it's just seeing them grow and be successful and, you know, leave the nest little birdie and fly, fly away. Like that's fun to watch too. Uh, But yeah, there has to be some back and forth there and some investment in each other. And going back to the point about communication, kind of understanding each other's best way to communicate is also important too. Mm -hmm. I have mentors that only want to talk either in person or on the phone. They are not texters. So I can't just text them a quick question or I can't text them to plan, like make plans. And so I recognize that. And when I, like I want to be mindful of that. So whenever I need to talk to them about something or, uh, or ask them about something, I pick up the phone and call them. And I know in this day and age, we all want to just text each other or email each other. But my person doesn't want to be emailed or texted. So I call them or I, make you know I call them to make an appointment to meet together right Uh, and then there are mentors that I that are really busy and they prefer text messages and so that's how I know that whenever I need to get a hold of them I text them instead yeah I have lots of mentors that don't know they're my mentors that's another thing too so like one of my favorite things about mentor mentees is like sometimes you don't even know you're a mentor or mentee you just click well together and you're supporting each other and that's again we go back to the whole create and like look for people in your circle and create that support system because then you'll mentor and mentee each other yeah at the same time I love it don't tell any of my mentors they're my mentors I like it this way. <laughs> I've had a couple mentors for the last like 10 years in dentistry and it's only been recently where I've had to go through like some really serious transitions in my life where uh we had to kind of talk about some Uh, like sensitive things Mm -hmm. like 
sharing my contract, like the details of my professional contract to really, truly get advice on what I should do or how I should negotiate. Uh, And so like, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to build and it takes time. You have to build trust Mm -hmm. with a mentor or mentee and it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight and it creates, it, it takes a lot of experiences together to create that trust to the point where you can share information that can be sensitive, like the amount of money that you are offered for a job before you can determine if you are able to negotiate or not negotiate. And if you're going to negotiate, how do you negotiate? And then, um, and so like maybe I, what I'm trying to say is like, um, it takes time to build trust, but also to be vulnerable with your mentors as mm. well. Vulnerability is a great word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable in a lot of aspects with a mentor because they're going to give you feedback. They're going to give you criticism. They're going to give you, like you said earlier, maybe tough news, tough, yeah. tough advice <laughs> that you have to be okay with going, all right, that wasn't what I expected or that wasn't how I wanted this to go or saw it going, but I can appreciate what this person's telling me and understand that I need to level up whatever it is, X, Y, and Z, that I'm not hitting the marks to get where I need to be. So once we identify our needs, we look in our circle, we select some people, maybe that we want to mentor, maybe you ask, maybe you just kind of keep some in the wings and you just know they're your mentor and you just look up to them and watch the things they do. But then you prepare your ask for some people because maybe you don't know them, like people who've reached out to me and said, hey, can we get together? I think that's a really nice thing to do. Like you said, too, you phone call your mentors to make FaceTime. Once we've got that okay and we're ready to move forward into mentoring, is there anything else we need to be really mindful of in that relationship? I think as a mentor, when you start to realize that someone is looking up to you and asking you for advice, you do want to be proactive. Mm -hmm. And when I say proactive, I really mean that uh, I want to be the best kind of support system for my mentee. And sometimes what happens is that mentee doesn't really know what's happening, doesn't know what they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So I have to care enough to either come up with ways to either teach them or guide them on certain aspects that or maybe certain skills that they don't have yet. So sometimes what I'm doing in my interactions with my mentees is I will actually give them some homework assignments or some uh, articles or like sources where they can go to and read up and do their own stuff and then come back to me and let's talk about what you learned or let's talk about what you read or let's talk about some of that and what questions do you have so that I can help them build some skills. And so when I think about being a good mentor, I think about maybe in some aspects like being a good teacher. When I think about being a good teacher, I think about, well, how do I, like what are some of the things that I wish I had known when I was there, like where they're at right now and try to help teach them those skills that I wish I had learned a little bit earlier. Yeah. What went well? What went wrong? Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think about in being a good mentor is uh, not being afraid to share my failures. Okay. I think that's a 
it's one of the best things that a mentor mentee relationship can provide is when you can build that trust and both parties can be vulnerable. You have this space where you can share some of these, like I said, like these sensitive things such as failures, Mm -hmm. because then, you know, hopefully as a mentor, I'm not embarrassed about my failures what i'm hoping for is that you'll learn from my failures and you won't make those same mistakes and from your perspective as a mentee hopefully you're learning some compassion you're learning from my mistakes and you're learning how to be uh grateful you're learning how to be humble and so that you know if you you might not make the same mistakes i made maybe you'll make different mistakes but the other thing you're learning is also how to be a good mentor so that later down the road you become a mentor and you exhibit some of those same skills that I hopefully had demonstrated for you as well so that um, later down the road you're giving back. That's solid advice. And that's why I think like a lot of my teachers become my mentors. Mm -hmm. I learn a lot of the way to be from them. And so Uh, And I'm so grateful. Like I I think of, you know, my flight instructors and how they give of their time and they are so open with their time. They let me text them anytime, day or night with any questions I have. And they don't charge me for that. Like, you know what I mean? So like that teaches me that later down the road, if I ever have anybody who wants to ask me information about aviation or flying, I'm going to be so willing because I want to give back the way my instructors have given to me. Yeah. And what you said earlier, I'm remembering now you said, you wanted to offer your failures it's sort of like I've done this before as well like here's where I've goofed up before I mean you're welcome to do that but (laughs) I can save you the time and trouble and tell you that doesn't work yeah you know when I talk about when I talk to my students about their experience in my clinic one of the things I always say is like you don't have time to make every mistake in this clinic so I would encourage all of you to lean on each other and learn from each other. Be mentors and mentees to each other. Share your failures, share your successes because you don't have time to be successful at everything and you don't have time to be like failing at everything. So learn from your mistakes and learn from everything so that you're maximizing your time here with us in this clinic. I and, love that. No yeah. time to make all the mistakes. Yeah. You're going to make some. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I view a lot of my learning. I learn best when I make mistakes. Yeah. I remember my mistakes more than I remember my successes. This is so, part of our how to get better at anything episode. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. Like mentors, one of my, I think one of my greatest strengths as being a mentor is sharing my failures so that one, they realize that it's like I'm human just because I'm a lot farther along down the road than you, or maybe just a little bit down the road, doesn't mean that like I'm perfect in any way and that I've reached my pinnacle, right? Like there are still things that I'm learning and making mistakes now. I have mentors just because I'm a mentor now doesn't mean I'm not a mentee. And so like, um, I want to share my mistakes so that they know I'm human, that it's okay to be human, that it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, learn from my mistakes, make your own mistakes, share your mistakes with other people. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Well, that's just like, I'm just like, you know what? Uh, you don't have time to make all the mistakes. I don't. And I like, you know, I, I don't. And like, I want to learn as much as I can. So tell me what you've, you've learned so that I learn quickly or quicker from yeah. you than it takes me to make a mistake and try to figure out how to correct my mistakes. Yeah. And that's part, uh, goes back to the part we mentioned about being a good mentee and be being willing to accept the advice, the things handed to you, the feedback, the criticism, like. Yeah. And if you're going to be hard headed, yeah. maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're not ready. Yeah. Or, or in, in a mentor mentee yeah. relationship. And maybe as a mentee, 
practice not being judgmental practice confidentiality as well because uh and that's part of communication uh recognizing what pieces of information recognizing or acknowledging maybe you know you have to have a a a, like a conversation about what can be shared outside of the conversation you know outside of that relationship and what can't be so i have uh, a mentor that you know there are times where like this is between me and you and then there are things where we're and i'm like or if she shares something with me and I'm like, is that something that you would like me to keep confidential? If I'm unsure about it, I ask. Or if she tells me like, let's keep this confidential. But also like, it's the same way. It's two ways. Like if I share something with her and I'll, I'll, I'll clarify like, Hey, can you keep that between me and me and you? Or, you know, so like be mindful of confidentiality, but also like practice not being judgmental. Like again, vulnerability, putting your ego aside, learning how to be humble. All super important for growth which Mm -hmm. is the point of finding a mentor and being a mentee is to grow in whatever space it is that you're, you know, feeling maybe a little stagnant or a little stuck. We all go through phases where we're, we're not sure what to do next. We get a little slowed down. We lose momentum. We maybe lose motivation as a result of losing momentum, and you just aren't sure what to do next. Like, I think I've done all the things and nothing's happening. Now what? Find a person who has pushed through them and take that feedback in order to grow. And that's the thing, too. One of my favorite things about taking feedback and learning from other people's failures is if I do happen to make that same mistake or if I do come across that same challenge, now I know how to navigate through that challenge a little bit quicker. Yeah. Or maybe I overcome that failure a little bit better because i i have existing knowledge pre-existing knowledge yeah and this and those can be really easy asks of a mentor hey if they're a texting type of (laughs) hey what do you think about this i i'm coming up against this and i was thinking of doing this yeah experience in that have you done that before does it work is it bad should i just go for it yeah you can there's so many little ways to be mentor menteed Now, on that flip side, there will be people where you reach out and they're not responsive. They're not receptive. They aren't interested. Um, And so there are going to be times where there might be this person that you really, really look up to. They might not be like just like, are you ready to be a mentee? There might be people out there that are not ready to be mentors. Correct. And that's okay. You just have to part of being a good mentee is being able to recognize people who can be part of your support system. Yep. And it's okay to just find a different one. Yeah, (laughs) it's okay. And the other thing about mentors and mentees is there's an ebb and flow. I've had people that were like, we we had a really strong mentee-mentor relationship for a year. And then maybe some life event happened and they had to kind of, you know, uh, go away for a little bit and then they come back and then I had to go away a little bit and then come back. And, And so there's an ebb and flow to mentor and mentee relationships as well. Yeah, I think it should be easy. It should be. There should just be an ease about it, I guess, is the way I want to say that. It should not feel if it feels like a struggle, it's probably not the right fit. Yeah. Like you did say that right at the top. They're forcing it. It might not work. That's, (laughs) you know, that's something that I am trying to learn. I learn that every single day with all aspects of my life. Those magical pairings, like the ones you're talking about, the ones that work out are like unicorns in that space you know what i mean it's like a random assigning and pairing of two people it's like it's like internet dating oh gosh 
Oh, well, yes and no. Like you, you, well, yes, in the terms of like you might have to go through. Uh, You're all there like, for you the might same have reason, to ask. However, you might have to ask a lot of people and try a lot of different people. Yeah. I mean. And that's what it is like in when you're networking, when you go to like when I go to a bunch of dental conferences, my goal is just to meet people and see if I jive with anyone. And what happens is when you do jive with someone, it'll just happen naturally, just like friendship. I don't go around asking, will you be my friend? You know, <laughs> I start to meet people and I talk with them and I chat with them and then I see if we have any common interests. And then I say like, hey, you want to go get something or let's go do this together or whatever. And then you try it out. And some friends, some people don't become your friends. Some people become your friends. Some people become your friends for a little bit of time and then they're not your friends anymore. So I think it's just the same way. Like, yeah, you let things flow what is that phrase? Like, let it flow. If it, if it flows, it flows. If it goes, it goes. Or uh, don't force it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're a poet, Miley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I'm a poet, but am I funny? Because that's what I'm trying to go for. This shit is hilarious. Um, yeah, there is some... Where energy flows, something grows, I think. Is oh, no, that's not what I was going no? for, but I like that a lot more. Yeah. There's the... Where energy goes, energy flows. It's something if like it, this. If it flows... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I like... Where attention it, goes, energy flows. Yeah, let's where go with that. That sounds better than what I was thinking. I, 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 I like those. it all. I like yeah. it all. Yeah, but it should be... It should be flowy. It shouldn't feel <laughs> too difficult. It shouldn't feel Don't like force a struggle. There's, yeah. a, there's a saying out there that talks about like not forcing things. That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the best with words. wrap up on the flowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Where focus goes, energy flows. No, there's I'm, a million I'm, of I'm, them. I, I, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> Tony Robbins, energy flows where attention goes. Okay. There, there's literally uh, about there's a tons, billion of these. There's tons, yeah. So anyway, it's where, where energy flows, energy flows, if you're Miley. <laughs> no, if it flows, it flows. Yeah. If, it, if goes, it goes, it goes. goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> That's amazing. Hope you made it to the end of this episode, <laughs> folks, because that was it right there. That's Thanks awesome. for joining us on this conversation about t-shirt. <laughs> Speaking of which, we need to start talking about women get in merch. Yes. So let us know if there are like you guys oh, that are listening to us. If there are catchphrases or things that we say that you think would be hilarious on merch, let us know. Drop us a comment about merch and or about this episode on mentorship at uh on instagram oh, at woman yeah. get in mm -hmm. and facebook at woman get in uh you can go to our website and email us from womangetin.com the email is inquiries at woman get in we're uh able to be reached by most digital means so go for it yeah go for it hit us up do the kids still say that hit us hit me up hmu it's usually oh, just really? abbreviated these days oh yeah no i'm 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 not hip like that Okay. I got it. I got yep. it for mm -hmm. you. Thanks. I'll let you in. Appreciate it. And he's like, we're getting acronyms in the DMs. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> no, so emoji. The confused emoji. Yeah, the one little scratching his. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. People don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a good one. 
Well, thank you for listening, folks. We really appreciate you being here, uh, listening to where our energy and focus flows and goes. <laughs> <laughs> been the highlight of our day. I hope it is yours, too. <laughs> Go flow and grow. Just... <laughs> We woman, should start. Woman, you know, go flow. You know, we have an F, uh, an F list and a C list. We should start. Flow is a new F word. <laughs> yeah. We should start a list of all the words that rhyme with flow and grow. <laughs> and go. <laughs> all right. Love you. Love you too. <laughs>